Notebooks open. Lekker, lekker. Here we go. Number one. Number one. When Jesus came into Philip's life, <coughs> when Jesus came into Philip's life, he already had Nathaniel in his sights. Principle number one. I want you to notice how Jesus comes into Philip's life. Verse 46. Scripture says, Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. And then we, we drop down in our story, and soon after we see Philip looking for Nathaniel. You see, Jesus comes into Philip's life. He has Nathaniel in his sights. And Philip is then looking for Nathaniel to share the good news with him. And then in the end, we see Nathaniel getting saved as well. Can I hear that? Amen. Here's the point. When Christ came into your life, he had others in sight. Come on. When Christ came into your life, when Jesus moved upon you so beautifully the day you were saved, you, you know that he had others in sight. Said another way, when Christ reaches one person, he plans on reaching many more in that person's relation network. Um, so I, I was a headmaster once, you wouldn't believe that. I, I tidy up quite nicely. This is the most formal kit I have. So I've dressed up for you guys. Really? I, you know, where, where I come from, the, the folks are small surfers, man. And there's never winter. So we walk around in shops and shorts and torn jeans and, you, you know, so I've dressed up for years today. <laughs> yeah, there was a friend of mine, Mark Clark. He was an elder in the church. I was as unsaved as they come. When he was a deputy head of the private school in the village where I was the headmaster, and their school used to make the best snacks at break time. Sarmies. We call them sarmies, sandwiches, <coughs> at break time. And so every break I could, I would shoot up to Wendy's school um, for break because they had the best child, um, the best food. And I would, I would eat and I would fellowship with them. It's their world. I was unsaved and I would just, these are the, the nicest people I know and they make the nicest food and, 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 and the cakes and whatever. And I'm eating out And there's my friend Mike. The, the one day I'm, I'm saying, Mike, why are you not eating? This is... No, it wasn't like it was... Mike! Stuffing like... So, I must get so much in as I possibly can. Mike, why are you not eating? You know why Mike was not eating? It was fasting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's fasting for me. You see, you see, when God saved Michael, 
And I'm, I'm, I'm almost 60 years old. I look 30. <laughs> I still, I still, still run away. I can't even realize that that church, Kings City Church, that um, you can even realize that your mission field has largely been defined. It's your friends, it's your family, it's your relations circle. And guess what? God has set a mission right into your family. This is all the You see, when Jesus came into Philip's life, he had the feather in sight. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. Point number two. Now, point number one was relevant to you. When Christ came into your life, he said, you his feathers in sight. Point number two. Where Philip, Philip, I want you to see from scripture that I'm not sucking it from my thumb, or, 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 oh, this is a bright spark idea from Harry that opened the south coast. Philip goes to Nathaniel. He does not wait for the thing to come. Can you? Come on. Verse 43. Jesus decides to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said, Lord, follow me. Verse 45. Philip found Nathaniel. See that? Jesus goes to Philip. Philip wasn't looking for Jesus. Jesus goes to Philip. <coughs> And then Philip goes to Nathaniel. Nathaniel wasn't looking for Philip. Philip went looking for Nathaniel. Here's the simple idea that you Zimbabweans need to get. Just like us South Africans, people far from God are seldomly looking for him, but God is looking for them. Amen? Sometimes, but seldom. God is looking for them. And, and, and so this is why I keep on saying that if you're a Christ follower, you need to be living your life outwardly. You need to, we as a church need to be doing life outwardly. We need to be going with the people. Are the people in Bluehill? Yeah. Then we need to go there. We need to go with the people. Is a Bobby playing cricket today, Nick? We need to be going there. Yeah. We need to be going with the people. I, I always teach my guys if, if they're going to the beach, then we flip and go to the beach with them. If they watch rugby, we watch rugby with them. I, I always say if, if they. Naive if you think 
Nathaniel is going to come here on his own. You're naive. That's not what I see. The biblical pattern is right here. Nathaniel's not just going to arrive here at King City Church. <coughs> it's all wrong if that's what you think. But but you you gather in your little pretty meetings and 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 we pray God would you send Nathaniel. There's nothing wrong with those prayers. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Go to Nathaniel. We'll wait for him. This is what the Apostle Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians 9. He says this. Listen carefully. He says, I do all I can to build common ground with my culture. God. I do all I can to build common ground. So I, I teach my guys. We're outward focused. We go to where the people are. We, we work with them. We don't war against them. We work with the people. And, and then I say we adapt. We never adopt. There's a big difference. We adapt. We never adopt culture's ways. But we adapt the culture in order to win some for God. So if I have to wear torn jeans and sunny side up tackies, <laughs> And a flipping torn t-shirt because the surface relate to that. Come on. We're not warring against culture. Jesus lived like that, by the way. You just need to read your gospels. You'll see that Jesus lived like that. You, 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 you'll see if, if you study the Gospels carefully. You, you're going to see that there's two aspects to Jesus' life, okay? Are you guys still awake? No. Let me catch one of you dozing off. <laughs> <laughs> just for podcast, my name is Rory Dyer. Uh -huh. oh, that was just a joke, Casey. I don't know who did it. Jesus' life has, has, has these two aspects. To what he did when he walked among us. This That's what I like to call his, his inside ministry and, and, and his outside ministry. So, so here's the deal his, his inside ministry, it, 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 it focused on, on, on his, his inner circle, those closest to him, his, his disciples. Um, uh, his work in the religious structures of the day, in the in the synagogue, in the temple, and then we had this this outside ministry of Christ that that just read the gospels. You see him connecting with those on the outside, with with everyday people. I, I, I wrote you, I can love the happy hour. He loved them. Those on the margins. The, 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 those who were forbidden to come into these circles. That's where you find Jesus Christ. I tell you, church. He, 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 he loved the heavy drinkers. He loved the prostitutes. He loved the tax collectors. 
the sexually immoral. That's where you would find our king. You, you go study the Gospels. You'll see that Jesus was mostly physically outside. Physically outside. You'll find him on hillsides. You'll find him by pools, porticos, parties. I can love the party. Go study your Gospels. My king loved the party. He loved the beach. My Jesus loved the beach. My, my king loved to take his men out to sea, deep sea fishing. <coughs> That's where you would find Jesus, outside. It's interesting. When you, when, 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 when you, when, when you compare the inside to the outside, you collate the, 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 the inside ministry versus the outside ministry. In every gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, in every gospel, the outside ministry of Christ overshadows the inside by far. Amen. Jesus' own words, church, he says this, I didn't come for the inside. I came for the outside. I've not come for the healthy, but the sick. Oh, that shows me else. Even when Jesus worked with these guys here, the inside guys, even when he worked with them, he, he, he often chose to do it in the context of the outside. He, he, when he wanted to teach his 12 men, his disciples, um, more about mission, where on mission was, you know what he did? He took them fishing. He took them outside and he took them fishing. <coughs> when, when he wanted to teach these guys about the, the presence of God's kingdom, you know what he did? He, he took them to the nearby villages. And he showed them people like they who were in need of a miracle. He took them outside. When he wanted to teach them about faith, he would do his come outside. And I'll, oh, I'll show you a foreigner, maybe in America, <laughs> who has powerful faith. We wanted to show them about the the, the evil and the pull of money. He took them outside. He said, You see this guy here? Yeah. See this guy? We're outside. And where she's going is unwilling to give it up. Even when he worked with his inside, he took his people outside. You, you, you see, when Jesus said, Come follow me, it was a clarity call. Church, come follow me was a war cry. A war cry. Move beyond your fuzzy wuzzy Sunday meetings. Yeah. I, I just want to pull up the hand back. I always say my class. It's so lacking here at church. Now in Afrikaans the word lacquer means lacquer. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. You, you know it's so lacquer. Yeah, church. All these nice people. You, you know, I come to church on a Sunday and I, I, I just get this fuzzy, wuzzy feeling. Yeah, because all these nice people. Yeah. 
Yes, he was, come follow me, is, is, a, is, is, is a call, it's a mandate from Christ to get the message of hope out. It's not meant to stay here. You just, hear me, help me here. It's not meant to stay here. Philip, if you were Philip here today, I'm asking for a change. Are you following the outside of Jesus? Are you following the outside of Jesus? Or are you just happy with the inside one? Because if you are you're just happy with the inside of Jesus, you're missing out on adventure. You're only getting half. You're only getting half. You see, because it's out there, it's out there where, where the adventure lies. It's out there where God is most powerfully at work. You know what He's doing out there? He's redeeming lives. You know what He's doing out there? He's He's renewing creation. You can stay here. You can stay here. You can play it safe. You can stay indoors. You can miss it. Sign up. Sign up for Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic. <clears throat> Sign up. You you youngsters, sign up for that flipping boot camp. What's it called? Ico? What's it? Yeah. Uh, Sign up for it, man. Ico, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> Staying here to Number three. Oh, are you still good? Yeah. Philip points Nathaniel to Christ with simple words. That's what he does in verse 45. Check this out. He says, I, I, I'm going to just do it Harry's way. Okay, so just give me, just, just, just give me. Picture in your mind's eye. <coughs> Come here. This is Nathaniel. <laughs> you're my friend now. You're Nathaniel. I'm Philip. Yeah. 
You see, you see, I'm from Bethsaida. I'm not going to follow a guy who's from Nazareth. He is just Nazareth. Was the small, pokey little town. It, it, Nazareth was known as the armpit of the nation. Hey. So Philip says, Hey, bro, there's a son from Nazareth. Yeah, he's the savior. Let's go, What? <laughs> what? Hey, and and and, and there we go. It's a personal thing. He probably smells because he's from Nazareth. <laughs> yeah. and, and I bet some of you have got all sorts of personal objections for Christ Jesus. Great face. Then he has an intellectual objection. There's something clicking in his head. He, 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 he's saying, hang on, hang on, fool, fool, hang on, hang on. You're saying that this guy is from Nazareth, but Micah chapter 5 verse 2 says the Messiah was from Bethlehem. He, he, you see what I'm saying? There's an intellectual objection. Because he knows that the scriptures say that this guy should come from Bethlehem. Personal objection is from the armpit. And then a intellectual objection, scripture says he should be from Bethlehem. And so we will know that our carpenter from Nazareth was born in Bethlehem. He only later in his life moved. To fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah, uh, which said that the Savior would minister to the northern regions of the Gentiles. Can I hear an amen? Okay. Philip, here's what I, I always teach my guys. If the Oaks have these objections, if Nathaniel has the objection, Okay, now I'm going to say something in Afrikaans, but I'll teach you in English, okay? You know it is to hop bubbles. <laughs> okay, I'll show you. You know the bubbles? You know those bubbles that you blow? These bubbles? In, in, in my language, we, we say hop means to bite. <laughs> Don't bite bubbles. When you get thrown by Nathaniel's objection, don't, don't waffle. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. I, I, I said to them, yeah, learn something from Philip for God's sake. For God's sake. Learn something from Philip. He simply says, Nate, come and see. <laughs> don't have bubbles. You can miss it. Come and see. If, if you, church, and I know I'm not going to be invited back, so I'm going to go on. <laughs> My name is Rory Dyer. <laughs> if you believe that this and these elders preach Jesus here every Sunday, where's Bulawayo? Where's Bulawayo? Why is that back wall not moved three blocks forward with thousands of Bulawayers 
here because Jesus Christ is challenging you. Come and see. Come and see. Turn up bubbles. Number five, which brings me to the next point. Number five. Philip gives Nathaniel a simple invitation. Here's, here's, I, I want you to know that it was Philip's invitation that got Nathaniel saved, not Philip's preaching. Okay, guys? Okay? It was Philip's invitation that got Nathaniel saved. Wow. Here's, here's, here's two things I want to encourage you uh, to, to practically outwork this thing, okay? Of come and see. Number one, why don't you invite someone to your school? This week, or, or whenever you kick again, invite someone to your school. Okay? Now, now this is normally what happens. Where's my Bible? I'm just giving my, my Bible there. This is normally what happens when you when you invite an Nathaniel to home group. Okay? Well, well, this is how it goes down in South Africa. Get up to your phone. Hey, to your home group leader, your small group leader. Hey! Hey, my brother, he's coming. He's unsaved. I'm bringing an unsaved guest. The, the home cell leader, he reads the WhatsApp. Hmm. He gets this glint in his eyes. And then he goes to his bookshelf and he pulls out his heaviest Bible he can find. <laughs> And he says to himself, just wait and see. As soon as that unsaved first one steps on the line, you're going to crack him over the head. And I'm saying, for goodness sake, for goodness sake, let me say again, for God's sake, don't do that. Put your Bibles away. Does that sound sinful? Now, some of these Nathaniels are simply loved into the kingdom by the love of the people of the world. Okay? You have to buy a punch. You have to stick it to them. You, you, you don't have to impress them by your wealth of biblical knowledge on the first night. Stop it. Stop it. Just be yourself, man. Invite someone to your school and just left to the kingdom of God. Why don't you invite someone to church next Sunday? You know what? They'll come. If you extend the invite, they'll come. Even if you have to go and fetch them and hold their hands, because they're going to be intimidated by all these beautiful people. <clears throat> But I can tell you that these beautiful people have outsinned them 10 to 1. Can I hear that name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's extend an invite and bring them to church. Sit next to them. Introduce them to these beautiful people. 
you know, always say, always say, oh, God, church. I'm not saying this for you guys. As a wild cat in the days, I want my church, my, my family to be like this. I want to be able to be self-seeking. I always say, Resurrected, and it's not Philip. 
of Jesus who saves everyone. You know, I'm going to double the punch. I know it's not cool, I put the in punch in there. This is our young Samson over here. Come here, baby. Come here, man. Come here, man. I just want to quickly break a mindset for you. So we had lots of fun as men here. You see this guy here? His name is Samson from now on. He's a beautiful man. So you, you, you know what? Samson was the strongest man in the lift. But we all think of him as Arnold Schwarzenegger type. All muscles. But the word says when the Spirit of God fell upon him, he, he tore a line apart behind he, he killed a thousand first on a single leg. But he was built like wheat. That's what happens to men with the Spirit of God full time. So here's what I'm ending off with. If you're an attacker, Nate.
they will be dry, they will be loved, they are lovable, and reach out to those who are far. And so it starts within our own families. Within our own families, there are the families. Amen? Within your sphere of influence, there are the families. You go home right now, you go to work tomorrow, you go to school tomorrow. There are the families all around us. And that's why we exist as a church. Actual fact, the church is the only organization in the world that exists for the benefit of its non-members. Do you know that? We don't just exist for one another. We exist for those that are part of God. God has saved us to be a blessing to others. It goes back to the Abrahamic blessing. He says, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. You are blessed. Amen? Amen. Come on, Phillips. Go and speak and show them the family is after.